Hey, Janet. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I'm just anxious and excited to record. It's a good start. <laughs> Why can't you hear a psychiatrist using the bathroom? Why? Because the P is silent. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told Chuck that joke yesterday, Did but you? with a pterodactyl. <laughs> I said, "Why can't you hear a dinosaur or a pterodactyl? You go to the bathroom." And he said, "Why?" I said, "Do you know how to spell pterodactyl?" And he looked at me for a second, and then he went, "Cause the P is silent." <laughs> I said, "So you do know how to spell it?" Yeah, that's a good one. Welcome to Mandy versus Mommy. That's Ken Neil Hexum. That's Janet Lee Parton. Woo! Woo! We made it. We made it another week. <laughs> I'm all like self-aware of what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, okay. Three things, right? Three things. I am not sure, but shoot. What three things, what three pop culture things from your childhood did you not understand or hope don't come back? Just, oh. ugh, I hope it's gone for good. Um, I don't know, because there's a lot of them I'm really nostalgic about. <laughs> <laughs> Slap bracelets, and girls used to put their shirt through these plastic divided hoops. You know, he tied in yeah. a knot. There was circles that you could buy with a little line in the middle, and you'd feed it through one end and down through the other, and it would hold it over there. So it was like this little fashion accessory on your hip, holding your shirt tight. That's not what I asked. So. I know. Not at all. <laughs> That's why I'm like, what things do oh, I no. hope oh, no. don't come back? Um, I think the one shoulder overall thing. I totally did it. But <laughs> the one strap on, on your overalls. I hope that, that was a big thing in the 90s. Um, what else? <laughs> the white, shiny eyeliner, eyeshadow outline frosted on the lips look oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> what else i don't know if there's any like things that stand out the overall geometric weird shit that happened in the late 80s <laughs> along with the shoulder pads and Oh, just the weird lasers. Yeah, just the weird designs. Do you remember those? Yeah. Just yeah, the weird patterns and and they've kind of made a cool comeback with a lot of what the kids are wearing now with little tiny, you know, palm trees or whatever. Cool pattern shirts that aren't like weird 80s colors and geometric <laughs> designs, you know? When you were helping Jamie find a outfit for her vagina monologues you got a dress that had shoulder pads in it <laughs> yes it was a it, it was a gift from a deceased family member actually you know it's amazing i have a picture of your 14 year old son anthony in that dress with the he's shoulder 15 pads. now he's 15 he was now. you 14 were 14 when that time. picture was taken <laughs> he comes out and i'm like wait are those shoulder pads and he's like yeah <laughs> And he actually read the whole monologue. I watched that again that the other so day. Awesome. Read the whole monologue in that dress. It was good times. So let's uh, let's hear yours. Okay. What are your three? Mine, sunflower everything. Oh? Everything was sunflowers. In the 80s, it was blue swans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're blue geese, not swans, geese. <sighs> colored ketchup. Do you remember colored ketchup? No. It would be like purple or green. Oh. When, you know, it's ketchup's red. But then it would turn your poop whatever color that was, oh, too. Oh, so no. <laughs> that really freaked me out. I did not like that. 
I don't like the Fruit Loops response that I get. <laughs> it's always green. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, bright green. We're not talking about poop anymore. What's your third? <laughs> uh, corded phones. I hate oh. corded phones. I still... Like, I would get so anxious if the if it cord was twisted. was twisted the wrong way. Or, yeah. And then you'd sit there for an hour trying to untwist. And then the cord would get damaged from being stretched out so far because you had to walk down the hall and go into your room and shut the door on the cord because it wasn't long enough to go under the door. You remember? remember. (laughs) It's the only way you got privacy. Uh, And it was like limited privacy because anybody else could pick up another phone in the house and hear exactly what what both of you were saying. Which actually, I kind of missed that. So maybe that was kind of fun, right? (laughs) I could handle bringing that back. There were so many conversations I listened to all the time when my mom would talk to her sisters, (laughs) my grandma. I would always just like "Hmm?" (laughs) sit there. I got so much information as a kid. So maybe I need to bring those back. I don't know how we'll do that. (laughs) Take luck. Oh, commercials. I don't miss commercials at all. It's so weird watching TV now if you have to sit through a commercial. Oh, yeah. Or as the young generation calls it, an ad. ad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were laughing about that. (laughs) It's all ads, and we used to call them commercials. They're still commercials They're commercials, yeah. They're commercials, because they're long enough now. The ads used to only be, you know, 10 seconds. There's a difference between ads and commercials. They're not the same thing. Commercials are like longer. Ads are just like 10 Commercials seconds. were typically 15 to 30 seconds. You would just have a commercial break and you'd have like 5 to 10 commercials in that break. So they're the same length as ads typically, except for ads are not getting longer. I don't know the difference. You would just have to watch <laughs> more of them in, a, in succession. What are we doing today? We are going to get to know us Yay. some more. We'll do another one. I We talked about it before that it would be nice to just have some lightheartedness right now yeah nothing too deep nope that's what she said okay so first question (laughs) i randomized already what is your biggest fear uh curbing myself on stairs (laughs) and your top of your stairs has tiles i think about it every time i walk up your stairs what if i just fall uh i'm also really scared of burning to death in a fire freezing and drowning i'm not very scared of but burning is like no oh that would be so painful before you got numb yeah. to it that that would be yeah i'm with you drowning would be so scary though too i just you know none of it sounds fun okay there you said it that's it so for me my biggest fear is losing one of my kids, for sure. Like, I can't imagine living through that. I've lived through death of my kid's dad and my own dad, but the thought of outliving one of my children terrifies me. And grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one that always comes to mind. I have a dream-induced mild phobia of grasshoppers and i have had it probably for i don't know 15 years now probably probably about 15 years <laughs> oh it's anthony's fault no i know it's so random and i used to have a really hard time with feet like i could never have people's feet touch me you know some people can't have their feet touched yeah for me it was having other people's feet touch me and as soon as a kid started walking that was it 
I was like, nope, can't do it from the time I was a kid. And then I really worked hard on that and have, you know, overcome it for the most part. It doesn't like make my skin crawl or want to run the other way. Grasshoppers still do that. (laughs) I look at them. One time I had been doing CrossFit briefly and I had done a wall sit for longer than anybody else. Like my stamina is intense. I outplanked Anthony when we first started this quarantine stuff a few weeks ago. My 34-week pregnant self outplanked him. So I did this wall sit, and I felt like I was invincible. Like, yeah, I'm so tough. And I get to Walmart, and it's in St. George, where they have all the baby grasshoppers, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're all going through to Vegas to take over the world. (laughs) (sighs) If I had lived in Vegas at that time, I honestly would have left town when they had that big, I don't know what you call it. Swarm. swarm remember the plague. luxor was like Wasn't yeah a plague of grasshoppers oh. so anyway i get there and they're all babies and i still can't even do it i get out of my car and i look on the ground and they're everywhere like if i take a step they're going to start moving and jumping and flying around <laughs> and i was like i just did the longest wall sit of all those big tough people in crossfit i can do this <laughs> i can walk through this <laughs> <laughs> this tiny, tiny grasshopper swarm. And so I did. I was I just like kept putting one foot in front of the other and I did it. And it was one of the hardest things I've done. <laughs> I've had babies naturally. And that kind of stuff, like motivating myself to push through that fear was intense. I'm getting better. I'm getting a more delayed response. But every time I see one still, I jerk. <laughs> I don't jump and run away like I kind of used to, but I definitely startle. So those are probably my top two. <laughs> that's so funny I know it's hilarious <laughs> but at least I can laugh about it um, so next question for you if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation where would you go I want to do another Disney cruise I loved it my family's been on two week long Disney cruises through the Caribbean and it's just the best because you go to different ports different beaches different cultures but then you're back on the ship and it's like they Disney does cruises right. Yeah. In fact, when we went on our second cruise, we requested the server from our first cruise because we were friends with him on Facebook and found out he was still on the ship and it was oh, so cool. fun. And like one of the housekeepers from the previous came up to us and was like, "Hi, you probably don't remember me, but it's good to see you back on the cruise again." And it had been three years. Oh. And how many people have they gone through? You know. Yeah. They still remember us, and it was just fun. They do it really, really well. Cool. I've only been on one cruise, so eh. I don't know if I, I love cruising, but maybe I just... Uh, it's the best. Um, okay, so for me, my ideal vacation would be New Zealand. I really want to go to New Zealand for like an extended period of time. Not just like, oh, I'm in New Zealand for five days. No, like two weeks of just exploring and I want to go bungee jumping in New Zealand. I've never been bungee jumping. I've been skydiving. Why? Why? But I've never been bungee jumping. So I want to go do that in New Zealand. Oh my God. Why would you skydive? Because because you're an incredible adrenaline junkie. The funny thing is, any birth worker I know. Yeah, but you could get more adrenaline walking through a pile of baby grasshoppers. (laughs) That's not fun adrenaline. With a greater likelihood to survive. Yeah, no. That's not fun (laughs) adrenaline. That doesn't feel very good. You know what does feel very good? Skydiving. No, it's different. Rocky Mountain. But I, I find... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I live like you were dying. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of sentiment around that song for us with Greg. But anyway, I think I, I want to uh, 
Oh, just a nice this. extended. Yeah. My cousin served his LDS mission in New Zealand and absolutely oh, loved it. He said it was the so greatest. So jealous. I've, I think the people just seem amazing and everything's gorgeous. Every I mean, paradise. It just seems like a paradise to me. I'd rather be in Australia. Really? <laughs> Even though there's more things there that will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more things. Um, okay. Uh, next question. Have you forgiven yourself for past personal failures? Why or why not? Mm, I think for some, yeah, that's that's kind of a process, though. That's something that takes a while to work on. So some of them I've worked through and processed through and forgiven. There's still some that I'm like, all right, need to work on that. I think that's true for most people. I, you know, it, it seems like a spectrum thing more than a yes or no, right? Yeah. So somewhere along the spectrum, I think I'm more towards having forgiven myself because I've done, you know, some work in trying to go back and talk to little Janet and spend some time with teenage Janet. I mean, sit down and say, hey, girl, like, look, we made it through this. I know it doesn't feel like you're going to make it through this, but look, look where we are. Yeah. Ten kids, what the hell's the matter with us? I don't know, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Here we are. You know, but I think that's been part of the process for me, is, you know, because I don't have any regrets. I don't. I made some choices. No regrets? No, no regrets. Not even one letter. <laughs> um, but I, I think I, I don't know. I, I've forgiven myself for the most part because I don't live with regret. Because I just, I, it's gotten me to where I am today. I made some really stupid choices. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've made a lot of really stupid choices. But there's no sense in dwelling on it. So in that respect... So I should just get rid of this list that I have compiled. (laughs) Yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, uh, next question. Got a scroll. I wasn't prepared this time. I wasn't sure if we'd already done this one. I'm keeping track, but it's tough. Um, If you could change one thing about the world, regardless of guilt or politics, what would you do? Uh, I can take the easy answer and this whole Corona thing never happened. COVID. Cause that would be super nice. But if I could change one thing, I would think that it would be people having a greater desire for the truth and not just to follow what they're told or believe what they read. Just nice. instill more of a figure out the truth for yourself and not go along with what everyone's saying. That would make for everyone, I think, to be able to embrace their own differences, which I think would make for a more beautiful world, rather than people trying to follow other people because that's what we're, quote unquote, supposed to do, right? But just actually thinking for themselves and acting on that, don't you think? People would feel a lot more confident moving forward, you know? I could see that affecting a lot of things. If I could change one thing about the world, I would... I thought that was your one. They was like, you're like stealing mine. No. Was, <laughs> Be original. Come I on. I was following up on yours. Uh, no, it was, a, it was a like a thought of what yours triggered yeah, for me. And individuality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I think one thing that I would change is for people to be able to see other people's struggles. You know how they say no, we don't wear a sign, right? That has all of our struggles on it. If you could see somebody's sign when they were acting out towards you, right? Like somebody being a jerk in public or something. If you glanced down at their sign and saw what was on it, you'd see it differently. 
right? Yeah. A lot more compassion. And so I think that would be, I mean, that's more hypothetical, right? That's like miracle world where that's our reality. And whatever Sweden's doing, let's start doing that. <laughs> uh, you know they've done nothing through this COVID yeah, I was just stuff, say, right? They're not quarantining. I'm no, they don't have to. So. They don't. No, they don't have to because they just tell their citizens, "This is the concern. This is how we address it. Do your part." And they say, "Okay, sounds good." But that's their culture. It has been forever. They don't even have a militia. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want a culture that just does whatever the government says because. No, I don't think it's that way. I think they see that it's the good. I, I don't yeah. see it as blind obedience. I see it as their good society to treat each other well. And this is how you take care of your society. And they agree with that. And so they do it. But maybe, maybe they're, you know, like in a cult. <laughs> maybe they need to call their dad. Will you please watch Hot Fuzz sometime? It's the best movie. It's one of my favorites. Sure. It's the guys that do Shaun of the Dead. Yes. So the... The guy, Simon, I can't remember his last name. I was going to say Simon Rex, but that's not it. But he's like a London cop that gets in trouble, so he goes to this little small hamlet town, little village. And there's, like, no crime there, so he's super bored. And then he comes to find out that, like, there's some really shady things going on. And it's just hilarious. You'll make, you'll probably have to make me, down, make me sit down and watch it. I have a hard time sitting down to watch movies. But I can watch... Ozark, like five episodes in a row. Talked about that. <laughs> Time kids isn't too much of a commitment, but a two-hour movie is. Right. I mean, <laughs> don't you judge me. Look at my sign. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. What is your favorite time of the day? Mm, I love like ten o'clock at night. Why? Because that's the time I can relax the easiest. I don't feel like I have to be connected to the world or anything i don't have any responsibilities i can just wind down and go to bed nice i think for me it'd probably be about the same i'm a night person like it would be ideal if i could find something that i could be up until two three in the morning sleep until 10 or 11 that would be perfect now if i could just find a lifestyle besides stripping that would like fit that you know <laughs> I used to do that when I worked for the state of Utah. My shift was one thirty to 10. So I Perfect. 1.30 in the afternoon. I have to be there. And... The sad thing is you don't get a lot done. <laughs> no. I hated it, actually. After a while, I was like, no, this isn't ideal. Because you sleep in and, yeah. It was days... nice in the mornings because you do all dentist appointments. You go to the bank and, you know, all the stuff that you would have to, you can't really do if you're working 9 to 5. Yeah. But, yeah, but overall, your you hours are... 10 o'clock at night and you want to go do something because you just got off of work, but... Unless you're friends with the same schedule. Yeah. And there's not as much open yeah. as there is in the earlier evening hours. <sighs> yeah, but I Graph prefer... Is greener. I, yeah, I'm certainly not a morning person. Okay, next question. What's the scariest movie you've watched? The Strangers. Have you seen The Strangers? I don't, I don't think I have. I want to have your kids watch it. But I don't know if any of them will. Jamie said she will, but basically, it's this couple who just get back, got back from a wedding reception and they're arguing. So they come up to their house, which is somewhat isolated, and they're in the middle of this argument. And like he wants to leave her, he wants to leave the relationship and be gone. And it's like midnight, and they get a knock at the door, 
and then these three strangers are terrorizing them and at the end you know the husband's died they've murdered him at the end before the girl gets murdered spoiler alert (laughs) before the girl gets murdered she's like why are you doing this and they're like "Eh, because you were home that was the only motivation and they just randomly picked their house because the light was still on holy cow and all the neighbors you know around weren't really close but all the other neighbors houses were skipped because their lights were off they weren't home or you know (laughs) but having no reason besides because you were home terrifies me yeah and that oh that's a good point there's people like that um i think one of the scariest movies that i can remember is when i saw the ring in theaters (laughs) like that is that was so scary isn't that what that one's called the ring yeah that's the the one with the movie tape right yeah yeah that one freaked me out so bad at the time and i don't know i was newly married to greg and so i was probably pregnant at the time and just i don't know super hormonal and and i i wasn't big into scary movies growing up like you were (laughs) If we're referring to any time in the last 18 years, you can just assume. <laughs> I just assume you were pregnant at the time. That's fair. There were there were some periods of time where I was not. They were about two years apart for a while. Um, okay, next question. How many oceans have you, I think the correct word is swam in? Pacific they have and swam. Atlantic. I think I've only been, yeah, I think I've only been in the Pacific. I don't know if I can name any other oceans. Indian Ocean? <laughs> the Arctic Ocean? Sounds right. I'm out. That's all? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more. Yeah, I've swam in both of the oceans. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones that matter. Okay, so next question. Uh, oh, I didn't. I wasn't ready. My apologies. I was thinking about how I don't know many oceans. Do you prefer Titanic, 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 <laughs> Titanic, or The Notebook? Um, this is a really good question, and just to put that out there, there's the Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic. <laughs> so there's only four. <laughs> yes, I had to maybe we were thinking of seas, the Baltic yeah, the Sea, Baltic the Red and... Sea. Yeah, those are different. Okay, so Titanic or The Notebook? I've seen The Notebook twice, and I hated it both times. It's so a very anti-notebook. But I did just watch Titanic like a month ago. And mm-hmm. it's so good. I love that movie. <laughs> so definitely. But it had been like 15 years since I'd seen it. So I'd forgotten like everything. Oh. But Titanic for sure. Yeah. I think I'm more of a Titanic person. The Notebook's a bit too much. I don't know. Drama and I don't know. It's just. I love Rachel McAdams. I think she's an amazing actress. But. Yeah. The whole storyline. I don't know. I like it. It's just ooey gooey sticky a walk to remember is a way better nicholas sparks book slash movie really i haven't seen that one mandy moore oh it's so good no i haven't seen that one so yeah there's a lot of really good rom well that's that's more of like a romantic drama yeah like a rama (laughs) rama no not romedy because that'd be comedy yeah that's what i was thinking it's like drama for you know it's a romantic drama it's a rama (laughs) draw rom a draw rom (laughs) tm (laughs) <laughs> we trademark that our stiffs I don't know where to lick <laughs> draw rum um, next question how many boyfriends or girlfriends have you had like three <laughs> I don't date much that's it no. <laughs> end of your answer I'm very particular with someone I would date in like a serious 
like actual defined like actual, relationship. Yeah. I've had too many to count. <laughs> I mean, I was the person who was getting married when I was in the fourth grade. You know, like that kind of boyfriend. Yeah. And then boyfriends all through, you know, middle school, high school, I dated more than just, you know, like had a boyfriend. But I had boyfriends from the time I was like in sixth grade. My boyfriend never talked to me. We would like pass notes and we never hung out. This was like sixth or seventh grade. We would talk sometimes (laughs) face to face as we're waiting for the bus to pick us up after school. (laughs) That was it. But you would count that as a boyfriend? According to definition at the time, yes. No, but serious relationships really started, you know, teenage years. I'd be with somebody for a little while and we were exclusive and all of that. And it doesn't sound like you did that. No. Young adulthood, none of that. Yeah. I did a lot of it. And I've been in a lot of serious relationships, too. One of them for almost 14 years. But, yeah, I've dated... Dated in what I would consider, you know, a way that you're, like, testing it out, seeing if you want to continue having a relationship with this person, like, three to six months, you know? I feel like a, that's a time stamp for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, you know, about three months, six months, hey, you know, the more I know about you, do I want this to continue? And several of those. Um, next question. Way to bring up a sore subject. That's a lot. <laughs> I've been Why in a very sore? happy relationship for myself for decades. That's all you need, man. Uh, what is one guilty pleasure you enjoy too much to give up? Um, yeah, soda, caffeine. I'm trying, but... It's a tough it's one. Good. I mean, it's, it's so addicting. Well, that's not good for... Gout? Gout, <laughs> cardiovascular disease. So I've been trying, and I have done decently well. I don't get fountain drinks anymore. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're kind of limited on that, too. Maybe this is God's way of saying, you can do it. I'm going to shut everything down so you don't have access to it. Sorry, everybody else who likes fountain drinks. That was Kent's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was the question? What was the question? I don't remember. What's a guilty pleasure? Oh, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Way too much. Yeah, you like too much. I like trashy TV. Yeah, that's a that's a good like guilty pleasure thing too. I watched Real the Housewives. Ooh. I watched the Real World Road Rules challenges for a lot of years. Yeah, for that reason, like just total guilty pleasure junk TV. And now those people are like the Real Housewives, <laughs> right? We've graduated from Road Rules to Real Housewives. Tiger King, total oh. trash TV, so great. It's just fun to check out and experience other people's drama and then turn it off and walk away and be like, life is good. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be. I probably, probably soda. Which is funny because before you were pregnant, you didn't really ever drink soda. No. Like at all. No, I kind of got back into it. It's bad. I've done it. uh, Yeah, I go back and forth. I go through stages where I do drink soda and stages where I don't. It just kind of crept its way back in this time. Can I share that stopping at Swig story that I find hilarious? Sure, I don't know which one you're talking about, but sure. Still don't know. <laughs> so CJ was hurting and wanted you to take him to the hospital. Oh, yes. He stopped at Swig on the way there. <laughs> and he's telling me this, and he's like, still kind of upset about it. I'm like, dude, it makes sense. She's going to be there for hours before they even find out anything. Like, 
that's a two minute detour to swig on the way to the hospital. <laughs> he did not appreciate that at all. He was like 12 at the time. <laughs> yeah, he needs to look at it with different eyes. Wait, yeah. t- wait till he has kids. <laughs> and then I'll be like, listen, buddy, you remember the swig thing? Oh, good times. Um, spend six hours in the hospital. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before they and, give you an answer. Yep. Um, what was the first? What is the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? So pre-COVID nineteen, it would be just to check my phone. What notifications do I have? Do I have to take care of anything? You know, business wise. And now it's my first thought every morning. Now is, oh yeah, this is a thing. This is what we're doing. Yeah, this is life. I get that. Because I'm such a, I almost said vapid, <laughs> vivid, <laughs> and vapid dreamer that when I wake up, it's not really sunk in like, oh, this is the new reality. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and have been doing for almost, what well, we're going on a month now. Yeah. This will be our fourth week. Weeks. Yeah. <sighs> My first thought in the morning, I don't want to get up. Almost always. <laughs> My alarm goes off and I'm like, oh, I'll just snooze for once. Just maybe twice. Do I have time for twice? <laughs> Do you have like the other alarm set that like when you heard this sound, you actually have to get up? No, that's I actually what I did. haven't done that. I have my regular alarm that, you know, every nine minutes I'll hit snooze and yes. it'll come off. But then when I hear the other one, it's like, no, this, you have this to get up This is the last now. one. <laughs> this is the one you have to get up. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, that's usually my first thought. And then, like you said, I, you know, oftentimes would pick up my phone and look at it. But usually I like to get out of bed. You know, and get moving before I pull my phone out. Otherwise, I would lay in bed for an extra 10 or 15 minutes, probably. Getting lost in my phone. So You can do that on the toilet. So Exactly. I can do that sitting up and, and killing two birds with one stone, right? <laughs> Maybe three. <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> uh, what is your usual bedtime? Uh... It varies. Like I, tra- I know you're supposed to try and remain consistent because it's better for you and whatnot. But I usually will turn off every device by 11 p.m. so that I'm not distracted with anything. Back when I, again before all this crap, when I was working nights, it'd be midnight. I would, yeah. I would turn everything off at midnight so I can get some sleep. I was just yawning. Mine is too late. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that everything's all over the place and I'm working from home and some days I don't have to be at my desk until 9 a.m. Other days I have to be at my desk at 7 a.m. There was one day last week it was 6 a.m. And it's all, you know, it's like in my room. And so I'm sleeping a little bit longer, you know, which I can do. Driving, up and driving exactly. I'm barely putting pants on most days. Some days I start taking calls. Not really wearing much. Have you seen <laughs> that video of the conference call? Yes, I posted that. Did, I love it. it. Maybe it was you. No, because I don't ever see your Facebook posts without looking Facebook there. hates us. It's fine. <laughs> but I love it. He gets up from their conference call and he's not wearing pants. Yeah. It's like the one, stretching. And... The radio one? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one and there's also the one where the lady's sitting there and her husband comes walking by in the background and he realizes what he's in his underwear and a shirt realizes that she's on a call and she's like running it. She's talking at the time she's presenting and he realizes it and goes like running 
away out of the screen, but runs into the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> so knocks runs, it back. Runs the other way. And draws people's attention. Yes. And she's got her head in her hands and like, oh my gosh. And she just keeps going. <laughs> she just keeps talking. This is our new normal. She's like, yeah, she's trying to wave him away. Like, oh my gosh, I'm on the call. I saw a couple screen grabs and one lady was like, my boss, who's running the call, <laughs> turned herself into a potato and she can't figure out how to turn it back. So she's just doing this meeting as her as a potato. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, working from home has been hard. And here in our school district, we had a principal that was on a call that you were talking about that the had an elementary issue. school I went to. Grove oh, Crest, that's it's right. It's all over the news. So Grove Crest Elementary in Pleasant Grove. <laughs> And I had seen the warning about that like almost a week before. What happens is that if you have an open Zoom meeting and anyone can find access to the login information, then they log in and they're streaming porn. They're, you know, saying offensive things. Profanity and all that. Yeah. yeah, Local elementary school. And it was a good like 30 seconds that it was going on, you said. How do you not have someone there moderating? Like that's well, they do now. <laughs> New guidelines, I'm sure, coming out. Yep, yep. Because it's just not anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. We've never done this kind of thing with the technology that well, we even have. Even the one-on-ones or the group sessions with your kids, the emails always say, please be present for this meeting. Yeah. And so I have to pay attention to kind of what's going on. So if anything like that happened, you could at least grab it and yeah. take, take the screen away. But they would still see it. I mean, these are kindergartners. We've got our little babies on conference calls right now it is the strangest world and I'll, I'll talk a little i'll talk on our next episode about um something i came across on facebook about how different our world is and my experience of it recently <laughs> Ooh, yeah super fun um okay next one what is your favorite cultural activity that is interesting i'm trying to think I think going to the movies. I want to count that as a cultural activity. Same oh, yeah. culture. You know, what's getting us through all of this is the arts. You know, go ahead and tell me how important sports starts are again. Tell me again. We actually, no, they're not. Sports, yeah. yeah, we're getting by. I mean, I know some people are really suffering. I get it. I, my heart goes out to you. But I still got my March Madness. <laughs> Sexiest man alive, March Madness on a Facebook group. It's so fun. We still got to have ours. Oh, it's, it's finally virtual. April. Do you know? What? It's finally April. Oh, <laughs> We're done with March. That's right. Oh, <laughs> welcome to, lo- welcome to level it. four of Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, what happened to March? March is gone. Did you see the meme going around with the um, Steve Carell from The Office telling Stanley that he's going to take... It, normally it says, I'm going to take away Christmas. He's like, you can't take away a holiday. And he says, keep it up, and New Year's is gone, too. And it's that meme, but yeah. it's talking about March. <laughs> I'm taking away March. He's like, you can't take away a month. Keep it up, and you'll lose April, too. <laughs> we're going to. That's where we're at. When I was younger, we would go to movies on special occasions. So somebody's mm. birthday or Christmas. We usually go on Christmas Day to a movie. And... So that's just always been like, oh, it's like a special thing to go to the movies. And now I just love it. So I go as often as I can. There was a time for like two years, my best friend at the time, Jesse, and I would go every Sunday to the theater and we would see two, three, four movies. Wow. We would just go in the morning and we knew all the the ushers. Yeah. We knew all the ushers, everything. We would just plan our day for this movie, this movie, this movie. (laughs) It was so fun. fun. It was so fun. 
That's awesome. My favorite cultural experience has got to be going to live concerts and live productions of, you know, plays and musicals and things like that. I love taking in the arts that way, live with an entire group of people experiencing it together. I just love that energy. I hate concerts. <laughs> I, hate, I hate concerts. Oh. The Panic of the we Disco. We did go was to Panic good, at the Disco. That was a good concert. I know. And I you just... gave me such a hard time for not inviting you to something recently. I think it was Dear Evan Hansen. I'm like, you hate it. Like, why would I have invited I you? I wanted to see the play. Plays are different than concerts. I just, I don't know. My first concert experience was so bad. It was Muse. Cage the Elephant opened for Muse, which mm-hmm. was a great concert. But everyone around us was just super strung out. And mm-hmm. there was fighting and stuff. And I just, the person I was with, I did not like to begin with. It was just all around so a negative the whole experience. experience was just, ugh. And I thought, because there was a big fight that broke out, I thought, shit, what if this becomes like a big thing, a stampede or like something, a, you yeah. know, like, how People can get I get trampled. So it just causes me more anxiety. And they don't sound as good live. They never do. I can. Oh, and I prefer live. When I saw Slash live, when Guns N' Roses came last, I think it was November blown away watching him play live there's things that he can do live that he can't really do on the recordings it just because of the nature of what it is you know and all the improv stuff that you just don't hear on an album i'm just where they're gonna bite a bat's head off <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a picture of ozzy going around saying back in my day you could either you know eat a live bat without worrying about spreading a virus or uh, okay. Without creating a new pandemic. Yeah, yeah, without creating a pandemic. Um, have you read any of the Harry Potter, Hunger Games, or Twilight series? All Which one them. is your favorite? I've read everything. I've read them all as well. Although I was a stan- I was a stalemate. Like, not a stalemate. I was a... I refused to read the Harry Potter series for a very long time. I was like, I don't want to do it because everybody's doing it. And when the fifth book was coming out, I think is when I finally started Greg's like, what? It's the only thing that started me reading. He was the kind that could get by with really good grades because he was really smart, but he didn't have to necessarily put in the work because he, the way he read, I think was somewhat of a reading disability because he would just guess. He would look at the first part of the letter. Uh, Dyslexia is my thing. Back off. (laughs) It's, yeah, but it's not like that, right? Where things are jumbled around. He would just like speed read. And so he didn't really read at all. He just he did what he had to do to get through his classes in high school and never read a book. Then he picked up Harry Potter and it took off. So your favorite Harry Potter, hunger games, twilight memories would be Harry Potter. Cause my friends and I, with the release of every Harry Potter book, we'd go camp out at Smith's grocery store. <laughs> we'd get there at like 5 PM. So we spent seven hours there. We'd have camping chairs and coolers and nice. just make a big deal of it. And then we'd get our books and go home and read. So and that that's a fun, kind of a fun experience. Memory. The yeah. books are okay. Like the story is fine, but just the the surrounding experience between the books is really fond. But the storylines themselves, Hunger Games, by far. And I'm so yeah. excited for the next book to come out this month. There's another book coming out. Yeah, it's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it takes place when Cornelius Snow, so the President Snow, is like 18, and he has to. Mm, it's like a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel, and he. So it's I think 65 years before the first Hunger Games or before the last Hunger Games. But he is one of the people that helps attribute 
through the Hunger Games. I think it was said for District mm. 13 or District 12. He's, he's, he's like out. the Woody Harrelson, yep. whatever that role is. So it's going to be like his story of how he became, how he came into power and corrupt and kind of what changed him. I was like, that's that does interesting. Sound, that does sound good. I got to go with you there because Twilight's obviously going to be bottom of the list for me. Although I had a bunch of little kids at the time and it was such a good distraction. I would read at stoplights. I would have my book with me and I'd pull my book out and I'd read and I'd tell my kids green light duty. And then I'd put my head in my, in my book and I would read until one of them say green light. And I'd put my book down and I would start driving. It's just like we do with our phone now, but all I I had was a Blackberry back then. I did that with my phone the other day. And one of your kids said green light and I almost went and luckily I looked up because it was still red. Oh, kill all of us you gotta always check <laughs> you are the one actually in operation of the vehicle <laughs> um oh i don't think i was getting ready for the next question so much for trust. i was i was very <laughs> i was when very I into was that on my lds mission in texas twilight was popular mm. and so everyone was talking about it so when i got back off my mission i started reading it and i was like this is crap but it's also really good drama. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it was. Well, we got to wrap this up. I didn't realize how long. This was fun. It was a fun distraction. That that's was nice. the intention. But thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Listen up on uh, Thursday if you want to hear about my experience in the real world for the first time in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or longer. I've been waiting so anxiously for this Walmart story. Oh, it's pretty great. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye.